Hello, Miami Dolphin fans. I hope wherever you are, this message finds you coping or doing whatever it is you need to do to take care of yourselves after what has been a pretty terrible day. And let's make no bones about it. Today sucked. It totally, absolutely sucked in just about every single way as it pertains to the Miami Dolphins. And I'm not here to make you feel better. If you're angry, you should be angry. If you're sad, you should be sad. And if you're disappointed, you absolutely should be. In an enormous spot, our Dolphins, for lack of of a better term, they shit the bed. I mean, we, we know what happened. We know what went wrong. It was everything. But I'm not here to talk about the game. I'm here to talk about what is making me me, as a Miami Dolphins fan, feel a little bit better in the aftermath of one of the most heartbreaking days we've had in years. And again, I'm not trying to make anyone else feel better. As I said, feeling pissed off, mad, sad, disheartened, gloomy. Those are all valid feelings because today sucked. It really, really sucked. But as disappointed as I am, I'm I'm in a positive mood today. I'm optimistic. Because when you take a step back and look at things from a macro level, the picture for the Dolphins is a whole lot prettier than it was Sunday afternoon in Orchard Park. You see, right after the 2018 season, Stephen Ross cleaned house, got rid of Adam Gase, got rid of Mike Tannenbaum, and promoted Chris Greer to general manager and hired Brian Flores to be the head coach. The plan was to get rid of bloated contracts and players who didn't have the right mindset and at the same time acquire draft capital and the cap space necessary to turn this team into a legitimate contender beginning in the 2021 season. You heard that correctly. The goal was to make this team, the Miami Dolphins, a contender starting in the 2021 season. This team was terrible to begin the 2019 season. They started 0-7. They looked every bit one of the worst teams in NFL history. But that was part of the plan. They turned it around in the second half of that season, going 5-4 and four over their final games to finish 5-11, and 11, and they acquired the fifth overall pick in the 2020 draft. That was part of the plan. Before that season started, they traded Laramie Tunsil for a boatload of picks from the Houston Texans. That was part of the plan. They drafted quarterback... Tua Tungavailoa. That was part of the plan. 
They drafted offensive linemen Austin Jackson, Robert Hunt, Solomon Kindley. They drafted Noah Igbenogany, Raquan Davis, Brandon Jones to boost the defense. They signed free agents. You, you got cornerback Byron Jones, linebacker Kyle Van Noy, defensive ends Emmanuel Ogbon, Shaq Lawson, offensive lineman Eric Flowers, and center Ted Karras, all of whom became key contributors in 2020. That was part of the plan. Then, this season in 2020, after losing their first two games, the Dolphins never lost two games in a row again. In a year where most people predicted them to finish at best 9-7, and seven, the Miami Dolphins organization took a huge step forward and finished with a record of 10-6. and six. Yeah, they missed the playoffs. Playoffs in 2020 were not part of the plan. Would it have been nice? Absolutely. But ask yourself this. Ask yourself this. If someone had told you on September 12th, that's the day before the season started, that the Miami Dolphins would go 10-6 and and just miss the playoffs, your rookie quarterback would go 6 and 3 as a starter and look great at times not all the time but there were moments where he was great at times and if you don't believe that i don't know what to tell you but those moments were there so you go 10 and 6 you miss the playoffs you've got a rookie quarterback who goes 6 and 3 who looks great at times And the Dolphins would also have the number three overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, along with at least eight other picks. If somebody had presented all of that to you the day before the 2020 season started, would you have taken it? What if they follow that up by telling you that the Dolphins would have Like I said, eight of those eight other draft picks, three of those would be in the first two rounds. And that the Dolphins would also have the seventh most salary cap space in the league. Cap space that can be used to attract elite talent at key playmaking positions. If somebody had given all of you that information, all of that information to you on September 12th, 2020, the day before the Dolphins squared off in New England against the Patriots, Cam Newton, and Bill Belichick. Somebody proposes all that to you. Would you take it? I have a feeling that you would. And guess what? That is exactly where we are. The the trajectory for this team is continuing upward. And is an upward trajectory for your Miami Dolphins. The growth this team showed this year was part of the plan. Having one of the best defenses in the National Football League was part of the plan. 
I know today was ugly. I know today has you asking questions about certain members of our coaching staff and certain players on the roster, and that's all understandable, particularly when the team's season finale was such a spectacular failure in all phases of the game. But personnel and coaching decisions are not made in the heat of the moment following the worst performance of the season. And have no doubt those questions will be asked and those questions will be answered. And, and there are absolutely positional overhauls coming and there is a reckoning for certain members of this organization. I have no doubt and neither should you. Because if there's one thing we've learned about Chris Greer and Brian Flores, it's that personal accountability is something they take very seriously. And every man on that roster has something to answer for. Chris Greer and Brian Flores will make sure that they do. And you know why? Because weeding out players who are not championship material is part of the plan. So, this is disappointing, but this season has been a step towards a larger goal. And unless you had the completely unreasonable idea that, that this Miami Dolphins team was going to win the Super Bowl this year, knocking off Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, and Drew Brees along the way, Every single one of us knew that this season was ultimately going to end with the Dolphins coming home early. That was part of the plan. Because today is not the end of the story. If anything, it's the end of the beginning of the story. You see, I... I often think about all of the incredible sports movies and documentaries out there. I mean, there are, there are a lot of great films and stories that begin with a team, a team with promise, perhaps some young, developing talent. And that team endures a terrible, heartbreaking defeat. Perhaps they, they, they lose by 30 points when they had a shot to clinch a playoff berth. And that's how the movie starts. And then, driven by the memories and the pain of that defeat, that feeling of watching their opponents celebrate and dance on the sidelines, the team regroups. The team refocuses and rebuilds. They train hard. They vow to wash the taste of that defeat from their mouths. Bigger, better, and determined. The team bounces back and rises to prominence. And yeah, there may be other shortcomings along the way. But the team, with persistence and determination, always overcomes and always bounces back. And then, 
at the end of the film. The team overcomes the odds, vanquishes their foes, and raises their arms in sweet, sweet victory. Of course, nothing is written in stone, but that victory scene, that scene with aqua and orange confetti streaming from the rafters of an enormous stadium on a Sunday evening in early February, that, that is the end game. That is what the plan Chris Greer and Brian Flores are developing is leading to. And this year, as awful and terrible as that ending was in Buffalo, losing by 30 points, giving up big plays and having a practice squad running back gash your number one NFL defense, all of that, this year was a step towards that goal. This year was part of the plan. So today, it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to have doubts. In fact, have doubts today. Have doubts tomorrow. Have doubts for the next couple of weeks. It's totally fair, totally understandable. But I am choosing to keep the faith and to keep believing. Because for the first time in a long time, and if you've been following this team for me, I have been a Miami Dolphin fan for over 30 years. And for the first time in a really, really long time, the future for our Miami Dolphins feels bright. And not just bright, but like it feels legitimately bright, not bright in like thinking that Adam Gase is going to manage to get another couple of wins next season and, and squeak a team into the playoffs. And that is the ceiling. No, no, no. The ceiling for this team is the Super Bowl and that future. I can see the trajectory heading in that direction. The future is bright. There is hope in Miami. I will be back with my brother later this week for a brand new episode of the same old Dolphin show. And while this performance in Buffalo in week 17 may have brought back a lot of memories of some of those same old Dolphins teams of the past, I, I really believe that this team is different and that when you look at things from a macro level, from 30,000 feet, not just looking at today or even the past few weeks, that's the micro level. But when you take a, a wider view, you can see that this team is continuing to trend upwards. And it's because of that that I am optimistic. All right. Have a good one, Dolphins fans. Tomorrow is a new day. It's a new year. It's 2021. It's now time to turn the page. So let's do it. For now, take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll talk to you again next time. Bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!